0: Hello and welcome to the latest Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel and this week's Blood Red Club exclusive podcast as we bring you a preview of the weekend's game against Watford. I'm your host Matt Addison and I'm delighted to say that I've got Head of Content Services at 23, Tom Bodell alongside me to give Blood Red the lowdown on Watford ahead of the game. Tom, welcome to the Blood Red podcast. Are you looking forward to this game or is maybe
1: a Liverpool game maybe not one that you can look forward to? (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for having us on, Matt. Yeah, it's a it's a funny one, isn't it? Because obviously the most recent memory of playing Liverpool and indeed the last Watford game I was at in person uh, was, as I'm sure you'll recall, the 3-0 Vickers Road. But prior to that, our record against Liverpool is pretty poor at best. And for that reason, I think coming out of an international break uh, with very little momentum prior to that, it's not the fixture you're looking for, is it, uh, as, as a, a team battling relegation? However, obviously, I'm sure we'll get into, we've got a new manager now in Claudio Ranieri, so perhaps if there's a manager that's going to kind of set you up for a one-off game against one of the real big boys, uh, it, it's him. So, some optimism, but I think it's it's, it's mostly kind of pessimism on my behalf ahead of this one.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned there Claudio Ranieri, an interesting appointment. I think this will be the, the first game of, of his tenure, of course. Do you think he's, the right appointment for Watford I suppose there's been so many different options you've kind of been able to, to
1: see a, a wide variety of managers over the last couple of years yeah exactly this is the thing people so often ask obviously about whether it's the right decision sack soccer manager whether it's who should come in whether the new appointment is right at this point you kind of have to you know surrender yourself to the fate of being a Watford fan and accept whatever happens on that front will happen I think with Ranieri, we've seen obviously in the, in the not too dim and distant past how foolish you can look if you end up kind of writing him off as, as Gary Lineker did when he was appointed at Leicester. Um, you, you, you know, he's an he's incredibly experienced manager. He's, he's he's coached in the Premier League for a long time one way or another. Uh, he, his last kind of club job with Sampdoria, he did very well in keeping them up in a, in a pretty, you know, wretched circumstances, certainly worse than he's inherited here and then did a good job the following season. So I'm... Um, All things considered, and given, you know, he's kind of got a bit of a reputation as a a kind of bit of a joke figure in the past, um, I I am quite optimistic about this one. I think, as I said in my first kind of answer, this is a manager who knows exactly what he's doing, comes in and kind of assesses what he's got and tries to to get the very best out of those players, isn't going to do anything too uh, ambitious. I think, you know, 17th on the final day is absolutely fine. From, from Watford's starting position. So, you know, he is someone who will uh, be not doing nothing, no too, not too many frills, nothing too over the top and, you know, just really just make us solid. That's what we're crying out for at this point.
0: Is the expectation on him then just to, to stay up and, and and how hopeful are you that, that that will be the case? I think there's five teams below Watford at, at the moment. Yeah. So not not the worst position in the world.
1: No, that's it. And I think this is what's kind of baffled a lot of, of non-Watford supporters as to, as to why we parted company with Chisco Munoz uh prior to the international break. That yeah, there are five teams below us. We've got uh seven points at this stage in the season. That's not too bad a return. There would certainly be an our rather, rather be in our position than Norwich's. Uh but it's it's the kind of the performances that make me a little bit nervous about staying up and the run of fixtures, obviously starting with Liverpool, but we play pretty much everyone. Uh, or, or everyone in the kind of top six between now and the start of December it's a horror run. The only game that you'd really target in in that period is is at home to Southampton in a couple of weeks time. Apart from that have we've got yourselves Everton Arsenal, Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Manchester City before December 12th uh, December 11th sorry so it's it's a horrible run and, and that I think really is probably going to shake how we do situation around us obviously you know Newcastle are one of those teams below us but you would reasonably assume even if uh Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland don't pitch up in the next couple of weeks uh that they are going to improve by hook or by crook even if it is the kind of sheer force of supporter optimism with Mike Ashley gone so you know the 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 landscape is changing and I think it it does give me uh, it does leave me slightly concerned for us I, I certainly think we're one of the Four or five worst teams in the division this year, unquestionably. You you talk
0: about that difficult run up until December, and I mean di- this would sound daft for for most clubs, but you're suddenly looking at maybe Claudio Ranieri if he doesn't start quickly. I mean, but by December things could look very different for Watford again.
1: No, you're absolutely right to say. I think this has been one of the kind of talking points among Watford supporters during the international break. You know, realistically, how long has he got with such a a tough run of fixtures? The owners have made more controversial and, and tougher decisions in the last uh nine years than you know potentially sacking a manager for coming out the other side of a run like that pointless you know we we, we sacked a manager who won one and drawn one uh in the space of a week having been given the job on a full-time basis previously so you know they will do whatever's necessary so yeah it's it's not inconceivable at all um i just hope that as i said you know he is someone who We'll be pragmatic and we'll be sensible and we'll just try and eke out points here and there make us tougher to beat and and that will be enough that and maybe one or two of these teams are on on poor runs by the time we come to play them in the next couple of months I think from the,
0: the Liverpool perspective, there's kind of been a, a bit of a feeling that this game might come at the wrong time. We talk a lot about sort of new manager bounce with a lot of teams. But mm. is that the case with Watford? I mean, they've had so many new managers. Can you have a, a new manager bounce when it's so free? Yeah, it's
1: a good question, actually. I think that was what they the owners were kind of banking on at the very end of last season when they got shot of Nigel Pearson with two games to go. And, you know, that was really the last throw of the dice. I think it works to an extent, and I think certainly for this game, we're going to see, you know, a a real kind of improvement. I hope we're going to see a real kind of improvement. You know, Liverpool at home, uh, it's the early kickoff, it's on telly, it's after the international break, there's going to be a new manager. All these kind of factors, you know, inevitably will kind of give the crowd an extra bit and that will hopefully give the players an extra bit. Hopefully, having worked with the, the bulk of the guys that have been on international duty, he would have been able to kind of, you know, drill some semblance of a plan and organisation into the team, which I think were the, the real things that were lacking under, under Chisco. Good job, though. He did do up to a point. So you never know. I can I can 100% see why sitting in a, in a Liverpool supporter's uh, shoes, it might be one that you're not potentially looking forward to. but. Equally, I've been on the wrong end of too many thrashings from you guys to be too confident either.
0: Yeah, it's tended to go one way or the other, hasn't it? nil <laughs> has. win that you referenced, there's a, a 5-0 and a 4-1, I think, in there to, to Liverpool over the last couple of seasons. So that will be an interesting one. There's there's a few interesting players among the, the Watford squad as well. I've got to, to ask you about Ismail Assar, obviously one that mm. Liverpool have looked at heavily in the past. Is is he the big danger man, do you think, for, for Liverpool on Saturday?
1: yes absolutely without question he's been i think one of the few players that you can't kind of level any criticism at and at the early part of this season he's scored four times already been an absolute menace down the right hand side and you know i think you guys got a really good glimpse uh, in that in that kind of infamous game in in february 2020 of or 2019 what he could do it seems so long ago i can't remember uh, of what he could do Um, And and to be honest with you, by that point, you know, we'd seen glimpses, but that was his real kind of coming out game for us, I think, where he really kind of showed, you know, I am a £35 million footballer, which is a lot of money for us, of course. The fact that we kept him last season, he really kind of, you know, stamped his mark all over the Championship and and proved that he belonged at a far higher level. And he's, he's kind of continued to ride that wave in the Premier League. You know, he is so quick, he doesn't look it necessarily he's you know he's quite tall i think for a winger and he's kind of the the body shape when he's on the ball and what have you you wouldn't necessarily think he's going to go past you in a flash but you know he will give whoever's a left back be it robertson be it simicas a you know a tough afternoon he he has got that little bit of acceleration and pace in him speeding away and he's he's just getting better and better by the week as you watch him so he's not going to be with us forever but we're certainly enjoying him whilst whilst we can and yeah he would be the one that you've really got to watch out for this weekend
0: yeah, I know you you wouldn't obviously want to to lose him as a Watford supporter, but how long do you think it's it's realistic to to keep hold of him given the current form? Is is it just a
1: matter of time before someone comes in for him? Do you think? Yes, I'd, I'd be stunned if he was with us beyond next summer, Re- regardless of whether we stay up. I wouldn't have thought he's, you know, signed up for two year, a second season in the Championship. If the worst were to happen, and even if we stay up, I think you know the model of the club dictates and the model of the ownership that they've they've kind of created down the the years with with Udinese and Granada before us kind of dictates that there is a there's an optimum point to sell these players and you know they spent 35 million pounds I think there's some more and add-ons on him thinking this is a guy that in a couple of years is going to be worth potentially significantly more of that he was never signed to be with us for three four five years I don't I don't think it I think it would be naive to to suggest otherwise so yeah I think Probably next summer he goes, which will be a shame, but he'll go with our blessing, unlike our good friend Richarlison at uh, Everton. Would
0: Liverpool be a sensible destination, do you think, for him? And how much, you mentioned there that the 35 million, how much do you think it would take to, to get him out of Watford next summer?
1: The figure that's been talked about before is sort of 45 to 50 million, is kind of what the owners were looking for. I know Palace uh, made an offer of about 20. I think with an option, I'd take him alone and an option at 20. Um, so, you know, that was kind of termed as derisory at the time. So I think somewhere in that kind of 45 to 50 million pound bracket, depending on what he does over the next year, you know, if he has a, a, a season where he hits double figures for goals and assists, you can only see that going up. Um, in terms of Liverpool as destination, I think it would be the perfect destination for him. He's, you know, not dissimilar in a lot of ways, to someone like uh, Mohamed Salah or Sadio Mane. He's, as I'm sure you know, good friends with Mane from international duty. And he's kind of spoken about him in the past as sort of a a younger brother. And I think as someone who is normally a wide forward, but is very comfortable and and very keen to drive into the box and and score goals for himself, as well as creating for others, you could see him slotting into that, that kind of famed front three very nicely. So, yeah, I think Liverpool would be a great destination for him.
0: And there's another attacker that I wanted to ask you about in in João Pedro as well. Mm. Really sort of interesting player, was linked with Liverpool for a long time, ended up going to Watford from Brazil. He obviously had a big price tag, big reputation. What's it been like so far for him? Has he settled and and how justified has, has that move been so far?
1: Yeah, it's 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 worked out. It's been a funny one in, insofar as as you say, there was a lot of kind of talk of him going to a far bigger club. I think Barcelona and Manchester City were both linked as well, and there was some talk at the time that uh those clubs were trying to get uh Fluminese to, to kind of break their agreement with Watford or even for Watford to just sell them sell him to them before he'd even set foot in England. Um he arrived in, in January of, of twenty twenty when we were kind of you know, really mired in that relegation battle, and you know he was never going to be a, a kind of player for that situation, and probably not for a Nigel Pearson team either. And he was used very, very sparingly. I went to his debut actually, Tranmere in the FA Cup, and he was come off came off the bench and looked really quite handy. But he thought, you know, there's a lot of learning to do there. And I think in a, a funny kind of way, going down to the Championship has done him good in that sense because it's kind of toughened him up. He, you know, he loves. The physical side of it, he, you know, he's the first one in there. If there's trouble, he's the first one piling in there to, 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 to say his uh, say his piece or, or more. And you know, he scored some fantastic goals last season. He scored some really scrappy poachers goals last season. I think he's really gradually kind of developing into more of an all-round um, centre forward who can can kind of kind of thrive in this country and in this league. So we've not seen anything really of him yet this season. He's been injured basically. I think he came back in the. Leeds game prior to the international break for the first time he was on the bench, but prior to that he's been injured. But yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting now. You know, more than a year on, uh, and and with a lot more football under his belt to see how he kind of handles the Premier League. But he's a, he's a really interesting one, and it, it's easy to forget. And I'm 99% sure that I'm not going to be wrong in saying that this. But he is only 19 still, so he's very young, really. Yeah, still plenty to, to watch out for
0: with him. Someone who's a, a slightly bit older and a bit more experienced in his career is, is Musa Sissoko. I wanted to ask you mm. about him as well. A, a very decent player when he's at it. Slightly sort of erratic in terms of his consistency and his form, but when it, when he's good, he's he's really good. And have you sort of seen that for, for Watford yet, or are you still waiting for for that proper player to to come through?
1: Yeah, it's it's been a little bit difficult for him and and for all the midfielders. I think to be honest, for two reasons. We firstly we signed essentially a whole new midfield, Musa Sissoko being one of those. Yuri um, Kutska also joined kind of quite late. I was looking at this before before coming on to meet you, but a lot of the signings actually were made quite early and it looked like we were done and then we signed sort of another three or four quite late in the window and, and Sissoko was one of those, Kutska was one of those and Ozan Tufan, who we signed on loan as well, was another of those. So that was another three midfielders to add to the kind of options we already had and we'd already signed Peter Etebo on loan um, at that point as well, so you know it's, it's been a very kind of big turnover in, in, in the whole squad, but in midfield more than anywhere else. Um, and I don't think Chisko quite found the balance of players, uh, you know, the system and, and kind of tactically before he was sacked ultimately. And I actually felt like that last Leeds game was, you know, in terms of the, the starting eleven, it was uh, it was two fan ahead of Kutska and Musa Sissoko in a kind of four two three one nominally. And I thought that was actually probably the best kind of shape for those guys and best kind of roles for those guys. But in the end, it was such a wretched, such a dire team performance. It, it didn't make an awful lot of difference. So I'm hoping that someone like Randieri coming in will really, you know, give him a clearly defined role, a clearly defined set of expectations and, and, and just play to his strengths. But on the face of it, it seems like a very good signing and, and for not very much money either. Um, it, it could be a real bargain. Yeah, certainly there is a
0: a very good player in there and it should probably be
1: a very good game
0: at Vicarage Road. But I think that just about brings us to the end of this preview podcast. Thank you very much to Tom for coming along and joining me. Just before we finish, I will ask you the difficult question of a score prediction, especially hard when it's the first, obviously, game of Claudio Ranieri's spell. But uh, I think I'm going to go for a 3-1 Liverpool win. I think I fancy Liverpool will just about have
1: enough. But what do you think it might be? You asked earlier if there was a you know, potential for a new manager bounce. I can remember when we were last in the Premier League, Kiko Sanchez-Flores came back under very similar circumstances. Previous manager sat before the international break. He came in his first game was Arsenal at home. We absolutely battered them and drew two all. So I'm going to say and hope for something similar against another one of the big boys. Let's go two all. Yeah, I'm
0: sure we'll see an improvement at the very least from Watford. And you can, of course, follow it across the Liverpool Echo, liverpool.com and Blood Red, of course, in all the usual places. For now, though, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of the build-up to the game for the rest of this week. And goodbye for now.